Welcome to another edition of the latest Shiny You podcast. This is your host, Stephen Spector. And with me, of course, is Mr. Rob Hirschfeld. Good morning, Rob. Stephen, good morning. Always fun to focus on the edge. Mono and mono. Yes. Today is going to be edge. And uh, before we jump into our, our review of the new State of the Edge report, Data at the Edge, um, I just have to do my usual weather check-in. We are hitting spring here. <laughs> We're going into the 70s today. Very exciting. Grass is always greener. That's good. That's good. You, you survived the the polar vortex that descended on the Midwest. Did not descend on Boise. We don't get all that stuff misses us. And uh, we're now in, back into uh, the flooding time. We get so much uh, snow in the mountains. It came late this year, and all our rivers are just massively flowing. So wait, wait. I've, I've got to get. I've got to get my violin out here. You yeah, got too and much starting snow next month, in the, the rivers. The rivers will be cruising next month for rafting. Is, oh, 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 like you're a walking Boise advertisement, which is awesome. Yeah, just don't move here because there's so many people here. It's so funny. They complain about the people here in the traffic. And I still, you know, one traffic light, if I have to take an extra cycle, that's traffic. And I'm like, uh, no, it, it's not traffic. I, but the complaining is worse than Austin. All right, I, I, I want to move us past the uh, the the intro, but 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 because Austin Austin just got uh, PR for being the fastest growing city uh, in the country, and uh, part of apparently going with that comes a whole bunch of these e-scooters, these dockless e-scooters, um, uh -huh. and and my family has decided because we're, we're trying to figure out what you call a, a group of people riding e-scooters uh, dangerously down the street. And and we have decided that the correct name for a group of e-scooters is a morgue of e-scooters. <laughs> I was trying to guess what you were going to say, but I was not going to come up with a morgue. Of <laughs> that, that is fantastic. I think you should take a picture of it. And as my son obsesses about memes, you can make that a meme. I'm sure you can trend that pretty quickly. So well, let's not associate the word morgue with the new State of the Edge, State of the Edge report. But um, our listeners certainly could make that assumption, but uh, we aren't no. making that assumption. No, <laughs> this is... This wasn't the last one. It certainly, it, it certainly wasn't the 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 tome um, that the last one was, or the the multi vendor collaboration that the other one was. Yes, yeah, so this one's very different. So I will say up front, you know, I work for Edge Gravity, and we are part of this community. But um, this report came out unknown, at least in my world, to me. I wasn't aware that this was happening. And um, it just appeared one day. And then one of the things I find interesting is it was written by uh, Seagate, who I guess had just joined. And um, so I guess I'll ask you the question on Seagate. My first reaction is I thought they just make hard drives. But I guess Seagate's moving into edge data stuff? Uh, I mean, I think Seagate has been trying to be a player in all sorts of, of you know, on-premises and you know cloud infrastructures, and so it, it does make sense. They they are they have representation on the LF Edge board, um, of which I'm also a, a member of the LF Edge board, uh, just like uh, uh, Ericsson is. Right. So, um, but this this report was not something that sort of banged through there. This was more of a, a collaboration between uh, Packet and Vapor.io, uh, which are business collaborators, uh, apparently with Seagate, would be my my assumption, because those are really the the primary uh, people that were highlighted. Most of this, most of this, this report was was Seagate um, 
stories and quotes and things like that. It's that's how that's how it came out to me. It, it, it the last the last one we they actually pulled people all over our industry. Yes. Um, and this this one was a little bit more of a tighter focus. It didn't didn't break. I think the quality of the report. I actually think they did a decent job. Um, you know, covering some of of the background material for this, um, even though it it didn't have a the, a broader perspective. Is that a fair? Yeah, I think it's fair. I you know I went into it because the last one was written by I think an analyst um, to work on it. But uh, so John Morris wrote. I think he well you can't say who wrote it, but it, you know he did the introduction. He's the CTO of Seagate, and um, you know overall that you know there was a lot of things I liked about it. That you know the focus on the edge and data. And I think um, data really is a um, a big part of the edge. There's a lot of startups looking at uh, the what's the word distribution of data as at the edge because not every not all the data you collect has to be sent back to the cloud. A lot of it has to be processed at the edge. Um, and then one of the areas that I keep looking at is how are you going to manage data created at the edge if the device that you're generating the data moves. And uh, so I have seen a lot of stuff now in the edge, people talking about, um, you know, data is generated, sent to the edge, the edge processes it and sends data back to the cloud for storage, or most of the data is dropped or sent back to the device. But I don't see a lot talking about moving edges. And um, that's an area, probably the biggest innovation is going to have to occur there. How do we handle that? I, well, I think I think we've we're seeing sort of a bifurcation in use cases. Um, there's there's a mobile edge where like autonomous cars and things like that that we're not even we're not even really at, um, right? In my opinion, right? Where where things that don't know each other have to interact. So pedestrians and stoplights and cars and e-scooters and bikes and you know delivery drones all are sharing the same space and and they are all traveling through those spaces. Um, that use case, we, we talk about it peripherally. I still think it's super, it's not super futury, but it's, it's futury and it's not really covered in this, in this report. This report right. um, focused on the stationary IoT data case. Um, and they did, a, they did a nice job with a through line around um, a farmer and crops and sort of right. data collection from from that that very tangible case, um, which they really carried as a through line, um, and and I, I felt like that that you know that sort of um, anchor was was a good way to sort of bring the report together. Um, it, it felt a little limiting in some ways because it, it, we did keep coming back to the farm, which. Um, while it, it it does create a lot of um, it's sort of interesting and very pragmatic, I'm 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 not as sure that that's where the the industrial IoT um, use cases are going to emerge or where where there's huge huge gain. You know, there are huge gains from it. But but I think agriculture is kind of a small market, and I don't think we focus on it much, at least in the industry. The, one of the one of the interesting challenges, and this comes back to the Martili. Um, discussion actually is that, you know, these improvements actually are going to drive us towards agribusiness even more. And so I, I do think that what we're, you know, one of the things that we see, and I, I don't, I'm not trying to push this into political commentary. This is about how the technology gets adopted, right? It's, 
you know, big windmills, which are bit, you know, which are, which are a, a business component with a, with a big footprint where they get economies of scale. We're talking about factories and retail. Um, most of the places adopting these edge technologies and getting the benefits from them are places where it's uh, high margin. You know, right. there's, there's a lot of return and, and it's already highly automated um, and they have deep supply chains. Yeah, the you know, it's interesting here in here in Idaho, there's a ton of work with drones in agriculture, mm-hmm. and um, you know, it's it's interesting because when I go to local meetups and stuff talking about drones and agriculture, and I've gone to a couple, it's quite fascinating to see how all this works, but it's not something I ever think about. But uh, there was a quote on page seven. I'm going to move us to that. I like this quote, although I'm I'm interested in your thoughts and. Um, he uses the word some procrastinators. I don't know who those procrastinators are. Said data is the new oil, and I've I've heard this uh, thought before that data prognosticators. Is... <laughs> By the way, it's, it's prognosticators, not procrastinators. Oh well, there you go. I can't speak. <laughs> I, I was not English. <laughs> it's called reading. I, I should try to work on it a little bit. But data is the new oil. I think that's I think that's really interesting. Um, and then, you know, he's talking about zettabytes of data and all this kind of thing. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I think there's a lot of truth there. And then again, he goes to his models in here. The pictures are nice. Uh, I like the pictures. I know we made fun of the pictures last time, but, uh, the pictures here are really good. They're all from Seagate. So it's interesting. This is much more of a, uh, I don't. It's not a Seagate marketing thing, but um, it, it it really isn't, and and that's. I don't want people to get the impression yeah. that it that it is. Uh, it's in contrast to the last report. This doesn't have the 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 cross industry feel to it, um, and that's fine. I, I think what the the what it covers what it covers is good, and it's it's very focused on data. Um, yeah, we could do a whole podcast. We could do a whole series about data is the new oil. Um, it, cause it's a really, you know, I, I hear that, that, that phrase a lot. And I think intelligence about data is the new oil, which is, which is where I was going to highlight on page nine, they really talk about AI. And, you know, this is a theme that Stephen and I've picked up quite a bit over edge discussions and edge conferences is that, you know, if you can't decouple edge from AI and machine learning, um, that 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 is actually much more integrated as a thing, and and the report does get to that, um, where you know we can't do we can't collect this data and parse it and understand what's going on and figure out what goes up to the cloud or what stays local or even you know what people are trying to do with edge data, right? They're not just trying to store edge data, and this is this I think is the key. One of my key takeaways from this that the report does a good job reinforcing is the goal here is not to store edge data. Um, the goal is to analyze and act on edge data and then figure out what you store. Um, you see this all the time, and this is where it's not data is not the new oil. Uh, we can't store all the data that you collect. Um, it, you're, you have to throw it away. It's in some ways it's it's the new. Um, digital waste stream. Um, <laughs> and I don't think we know how to deal with it. I mean, I, you know, right now, everything we do is saved, right? 
I mean, everyone's focused on saving it, saving it, saving it. We never go back to it, but we have to save it. And I, right. I do agree with you here that, that he's saying there's so much data, you can't save it. And how do people make those decisions? I guess that's what AI is going to figure out. But uh, one of the problems I have with AI in general is all answers to everything now is, well, AI, I'll do it. And I'm, I'm a little skeptical there. Yeah, I, we, we, we can't, well, we're, we're, we're definitely AI washing quite a bit um, on, on what things are going. It's sort of like I was watching some drones catch a ball and they were like, look how fast things are going. I'm like, they're, they're going pretty fast, but you know, there's, you know, there's years of programmer effort that go into a demo like that. Yeah. Did you see the robot shooting three pointers on the court? And I'm like, well, yeah, okay. I, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I, yeah. So, but, you know, talking about your data things here. So on, yeah. on this, in the report on the internet of things on page 10, it says there will be more than 24 billion IOT devices by 2020. And this is, uh -huh. it's about four devices per person. I, I can't even imagine the amount of data, let alone a lot of power to run all these things. But I mean, that's, are we, we're just overwhelming it without even understanding how to handle all this. Maybe IoT is moving way faster than the edge infrastructure to manage it and bring it back. I, are they? Maybe we're in different that is, places. That is They're the gold statement of the of of the podcast for this podcast, but in general. Uh oh, I, 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 we have. I had a good remark. You, you. I mean, but this is this is the fundamental dilemma. I think that we we talk around all the time, Stephen, and you just like just laid it on the table, which is critical. Which is we're we are producing more data. We're we're not the the devices. It's so easy and cheap to internet enable a device. It's actually becoming so essential to an internet enable or network enable a device um, that you know. And, and one of the reasons is because you don't want to build a lot of intelligence in the device. You want to keep right. the intelligence where you can keep modifying it and changing it, um, and you want to make the device less expensive. Um, but that's basically creating this this. Um, I call it a vacuum more than the, you know, there's a lot of pressure now into, into figuring out all the analytics for these devices. We're collecting data that we have no idea how to analyze on, on purpose, on purpose. Yeah. Well, we store everything, right? I mean, but we can never get to it. Just, I always think of all my pictures, you know, of my kids for 12, 13 years here. I have endless amounts of pictures and videos for my kids. And then when I have to go find something, I can never find it. I have stuff stored everywhere in clouds. Finding it is impossible. We, we, we are not very far, in my opinion, from uh, a application that analyzes all your photos and categorizes them, ranks them, give you semantic analysis, puts them in a timeline, tells you who's in them. Um, I, you know, I we're going to have automatically, you know, creating uh, photo albums very soon. The the question is. Um, which advertisers are going to fund that and then use it to sell you, you know, the brands that you're wearing in the photo. <laughs> it, it's, it's a, that's the, that's the, there's the can we, wow, there's can we change the model? Right? A whole other topic. <laughs> well, here, first, I'll just say this for a startup. And if you're listening to do a startup, I'll pay for it. Stop with the advertising alert junk. Just tell me your service, how much it costs. I'll upload my pictures and I get my, and I get all this done for me and I pay for it and you get paid. If we switch the model to what's appropriate, then I'll be happy. So, okay. Mm, 
we 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 need to we need to maybe dive into some of the venture capital uh, investor stuff because I'm I've been playing on the edges on 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 dissatisfaction with the VC model. So at some point, we still have plenty of edge to go. So yeah. if, if so, listeners, if you want to hear us talk about that stuff, let us, us know because <laughs> you know, it's it's a it's an area that we play, uh, but we don't bring onto the show. But back to the report. Okay, so page sixteen. Um, you know, and I think there's a really important part of this post that they only did in one, one little paragraph because I think they focus so much on data. But that first paragraph, you know, talking about Peter Levine saying, you know, the end of cloud computing is edge, and and that's not true. Edge and cloud work together, and I think oh, yeah. they make that statement. It's only three paragraphs, but to me, that's a really important thing. Um, hopefully, people realize this cloud versus edge thing is it, it's not. They work together. They're not against each other. And, yeah. and, um, and Matt, Matt, said, Matt does a good job um, summarizing. Matt, Matt's been a guest on the show uh, way back. Um, but it's not cloud versus edge. It's cloud and edge. Uh, and if you, you know, we, we, were, we talked uh, previous podcast about, you know, even all, the, all the cloud providers are trying to get to the edge back on premises, right? There's no one IT. There's no one place that we're going to no. do. Then, then it moves to another guest, and it's great to see because we were ahead of the Rob. You, we were ahead of the curve. They talk about David McCrory and the shifting gravity of data. I always feel good when I see these because I know we had David on a long time ago. We should probably have him on again. I, I would, on I would, lo I would love to. Although I will, I will make a note that I almost tweeted out on this for this report. It's Dave McCrory. There is no David. Oh, it's not David. It's Dave. Oh, well. Dave McCrory. He and, he and I co-founded co a company um, back in, in 2001 and invented the cloud. So, but yeah, his, his you know, data gravity stuff is huge. It's a part of this. Um, they talk about data security a little bit. Um, I think that's going to be quite big. And uh, for those of us, I'll, we'll keep promoting, can, Rob. Can, our, we, our... Can, can we jump back, though, the, to the – I don't want us to go too long either, but not to the gravity. Um, we need to get Dave back to talk about gravity because data gravity is a, a major component to this, um, and and I you know it's it's much more nuanced than people love to throw it out there because it sounds great, um, and and it is this plays to uh, you know the importance of data in cloud um, in a very general sense, cloud and edge infrastructure. And this report really reinforces how important the data is and your ability to analyze the data. Um, I would go back to this uh, cloud versus edge thing, and there's a, there's a point that that I like to make because we we've had a whole bunch of guests who are trying to build the next platform and automate this stuff, and and it's it very apparent that uh, edge platforms are going to have to be much more autonomous um, and self balancing than current platforms, um, but they will also be they they have to feel very cloud like. Um, because that's where people what people are used to doing, and so you know when I when I when I listen for this stuff, when I talk to our guests, one of the things I'm always listening to is, are they trying to invent something new, or are they trying to help people with paradigms that they understand? Um, and the best answer actually is both, <laughs> where you're, you're working with this is how it, you know you're comfortable with this because of of cloud, and we're you know deepening the paradigms to handle these new use cases because it's not all cloud it's not all edge uh they can't be different things they have to be 
one you have to un, you have to be able to comprehend them yeah i you know i think those those are really good things and and then you know we aren't really talked about but the development tools involved on um how you do this where's edge where's cloud um you know what platforms to use i think we'll have to spend more time there this year and starting to look i mean there's so many different open source projects as we learned at ons it'd be good to start better understanding I'm jumping, I jumped forward to page 20. Um, and there's a, there's a, a reference in here about data activation at the edge, which is sort of what we've been talking about all this time. And this, this comment of you are smarter than your data. Um, and, and I'm, which, which I find an interesting statement. I mean, a lot of, a lot of what we're hoping with this and what the report actually highlights is, um, is that you know, the idea here is that there's insights that are beyond human insights, um, either from a time scale or details or, or correlation uh, pieces. And so there's there's some really interesting pieces about uh, uh, components in this in this report that should get people thinking about, you know, how much, you know, we can actually, you know, take non-traditional insights and, and pull real data and real understandings out of this. Um, I don't, I don't remember seeing a digital twins discussion in here. No, like there was when, not. We've had Swim AI on the show. We'll probably have them back because uh, they just released their open source platform. Um, but you know, I think that there's a really interesting thing to go in and say I, I can actually, you know, pull real deep learning models and timescales into into my decision making. Um, and then digital twinning, which is where you're building a, a model to test all this data against to see if you can make accurate predictions, um, becomes really interesting. And I, I, the report does a good job sort of bringing this up. Once again, back to the, the farm analogy. Yeah. Uh, Maybe Seagate's out. Maybe these guys are, the, they must be doing something with agriculture because it's so much agriculture here that you just don't generally see. And, uh, I, but it's, it's simple I think, to understand. I think it's very I guess. tangible. It's, yeah. And there's, there's, you know, and like, and like, you know, there's a lot of moving parts with this. There's, you know, you have a supply chain, you have weather, um, you have, you know, things that you can actually control, things that you can't control. Uh, and it's very disparate. And the time scale is such that you, you have to collect data over a, a long period of time. And it, the thing that gets exciting to me is that you can you could actually take data aggregation from a lot of different farms and then pull them back together, build models, and then send them back to those farms and, and, and add intelligence um, you know, crosswise. And that, that to me is a, another part of edge. It's yes. not just about what you do at one site. What we're really trying to do is have you know, algorithms and learning that, that translates across. That would be interesting you know, having multiple farms share their data with each other and create a farm data farm, I guess. Um, but I'm not sure how that would work. It's it's almost a little bit like if we go back to some of our old podcasts, we talked about a house and you have all these different systems coming in and you want all that data shared amongst all the systems, but the multiple companies in there may not want to share their data. And I wonder if the because it's multiple companies, even at the farm, the data may not want to, they may not, companies won't share data within the farm, let alone between farms. Right. That, and that's, this is where there actually, I think is, is interesting room for some of these vendors to, to be selling, selling a product in and then, to, you know, helping farmers increase their yields and, 
And if you can do that well, then you're you're really in a win-win situation. You get benefit for the farmer, yeah. the the ROI of that, you know, pays for the the benefits for the product. Um, I, I'm 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 giggling to myself over you know we have server farms farming data for farms. So yeah, we're farm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hit page twenty three because we're trying to keep on time. There was a really great quote here, and I really like it. Uh, one person's edge could be someone else's core, mm-hmm. and I think that is a really really good statement. And I think again, it comes back to this data ownership, data sharing. Um, how you know if data is proprietary per service. Uh, you know, we lose the value of the data if we can't share the data. And yeah. uh, I guess that's a whole nother area. Uh, I don't want to say we need to bring a lawyer on, but it would be interesting to, in a future podcast, to focus on this concept of how data can be shared with within, you know, between groups. If you, you listen to this, the blockchain, I can't just throw. No, I don't. <laughs> I, I, no. I mean, AI and blockchain, I, I, I'm, I'm hesitant to AI because when I went to school in the late 80s, I'm old for computer science, I took an AI class, I was very excited, and then after the end of it, I said, well, this is just super fast search, it's not AI. And so no one has convinced me today that AI is more than super fast search, and so I'm still mm. hesitant on that stuff. But, um, but I do like this one person's edge could be someone else's core, and it's great if I could go get a bunch of edge data from all sorts of places and then use it to create something else with the data and share the data and, and not just keep data as my little, uh, what is it? The, the hobbits with his ring, you know, it's his precious. We need to stop treating all data as your precious. Smeagol so, likes the edge. Yes. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. We've gone in Somebody somewhere is, is like, <laughs> I did These not guys. expect Rob to say that. <laughs> yeah, but um, but I I do think this is a really I think it's a good report. It hits a lot of really good issues and stuff. Um, I don't know how the system is set up on there for people to respond. I, I'm not sure. There's kind of a, a form. I, I will put a plug in. There is there is an edge glossary in the LF Edge um, where you can go in and like add and modify and touch. And and I, I was talking to one of the authors on that report. It's very definitional, but you know this is a, a place where we need interaction um, about you know sort of what people think, and it's a good place to interact. It's a little bit more, yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking it would be nice around this report to have a place where people could communicate around this report itself and talk mm-hmm. about it and, and discussions. I'll reach out to besides uh, besides the late, latest shiny Twitter feed yeah. and the blog post. We're really the only ones, kind of calling us out and talking about it and it should be the community itself there i'll reach out to matt and this guys and see if we can't put some sort of uh chat thing around it or something because i think it would be interesting we raised some topics here and i'd love for people thinking about those things to add their um to add their thinking to it and things like that i think it would be really uh useful and, to, and on, uh, that, on, that. on that comment, I'm gonna I'm gonna add on that my my uh, agreement that this is a good thoughtful report. Yeah, uh, I think it highlights some some issues, um, you know, and and sort of and, and should you know continue to drive the conversation forward. If you're if you're already deep in edge, you know, you're you're this this probably isn't going to surprise you or or right. lead you into new new areas, but. Uh, most people aren't, and so they need to be thinking through the edge, how the edge is both different and similar 
to computing that people are used to doing. And actually, I, I'm glad we're ending on this page 23 because this really highlights um, places where edge is, you know, going to solve problems that that we're not solving in, um, you know, uh, clean data center environments that are that assume you know low latency, high density data, and elastic compute. Yeah, I think, I, and and you know, uh, just because I'm all Idaho these days, I'm gonna go see if I can't find a farmer here in Idaho that is using drones with data stuff and get someone on our podcast that's actually <laughs> doing this. That sounds like a call for a guest. I, it is somebody. But- but I have I have low expectations that there's farmers in Idaho listening to this. But I am gonna uh, see if I can't leverage my uh, my my, my, my brother-in-law. Of- I'll give you I'll give you a story, and if you want, we can get him on the show. My my brother-in-law um, does blasting, uh, <laughs> which right um, you know mineral ex- aka mineral mineral extraction. Uh, but he works specifically on the the blasting side of it. And um, he's been part of a, a leading edge where they've been using drones to transform uh, that industry and, and how they collect data and make sites safe and um, what they can do with it and how it's changing. And I'm happy to, if you want, we can, we can pull him on. But that, that's a really a drone analytics conversation. Um, it doesn't, they don't do a lot of it. They don't do a lot of edge type. But, but, in, in but that's where the, the edge is reaching to those kind of people and bring them into that world. I think it'd be good to do. I think it'd be really interesting to understand. The character, just yeah. be warned. <laughs> well, that's hey, please. We had Jim Plamondon, who is, you know, and if you listen to our old Jim Plamondon podcast, he's, 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 that's that's a very high bar to cross. If you want to, if you want to laugh, go listen go to him. Well, Jim Jim posted the other day. He's now in the cannabis business in uh, in Southeast Asia and Cambodia, and he's figured out a legal way to bring drugs to bring cannabis into Australia, and he was testing it. So you know, Jim is Jim is out there, and uh, maybe we'll reach out to Jim and see if he's a whole doing different edge type computing. of edge. <laughs> edge. He's doing edge computing of marijuana in Cambodia. But uh, Rob, hey, it, this is a good podcast, and for our listeners, do go out and get the data of the edge report. Uh, you know, this is a group working on promoting edge as an industry, and we support that, and that's why we do these things to go through it and try to help people understand what it's about and. You know, it's 23 pages, but it's not, it doesn't take that long to read. It's not super small print. There's lots of pictures and stuff. So uh, it's doable on an airplane flight if you have a 40 minute airplane flight, um, which is, I think, where most people probably read things. At least that's what I do. So, well, Rob, thanks again. And uh, to our listeners, if you're interested in joining us, talking about Edge or any of these things, just reach out to us. We're always, trying to get new perspectives on the show and uh, look forward to talk to you again soon, Rob. Steven, thank you very much. It's fun as always.